Good morning, everybody. My name is Corey Rosen, and you're listening to the Story Podcast. Today, I have on a super awesome guest, Mr. Javier Sandoval. Javier is a native of Littlestown, Pennsylvania, and he started as a concert band drummer who couldn't read music, so he made his own. He is now the owner of Sandoval's Lawn and Landscaping, co-founder of Audio and Visual Entertainment, and is the eccentric, energetic frontman of Head or Tails Experience, who lives for the funky feelings felt in the music that he and his band of brothers make. Javier, how are you doing today? Pretty good, sir. How are you? I'm doing great, man. So tell me, where did where did the beginning of your love of music start? You said you were a, a concert band drummer. Is that where it kind of started for you? or? Well, I mean, I've always really liked music. You know, as a child, I was I watched a Blues Brothers movie with my parents. Hey, it's a lot of fun. I like the Blues Brothers. You know, took some photos and like as a little kid in like a telephone booth with my brother. <laughs> and, you know, singing on a little microphone at family parties. And I was like, you know, just like music. That's pretty much where it got started. Um, and really... I started like really like I did a concert band and stuff like that. But where I really started to get into music was when I started to understand like the flow state mm. to be like in the moment making things on the spot. And I really did that for the first time where like we were we were hanging out at my house with like a group of friends. And we were going to like uh, we wanted to like leave my house. So we could go to my friend's house and like get his Xbox and bring it back so we could play. But we're like, my mom doesn't want us leaving the house. So we're like, hey, let's like just record us sitting here talking, playing a guitar. And then we'll record like 15 minutes of it and then play it back. So it sounds like That's we're in the so living room. Yeah. And uh, we just started like doing that stuff. And I was just singing and improving stuff with my brother playing guitar. And I was like, hey, this is a lot of fun. And it's funny. And our friends liked it. And then, uh, we just get together like on the weekends and do that. And, and that's how I really got into music, honestly. And so is that where you, when did you start taking that kind of thing seriously then? Um, it took a little while. Like I was in a couple of tribute bands and we would do like covers like Red Hot Chili Peppers, Rage Against the Machine. And I did mm-hmm. that for like five years. And that's where I got like front man experience talking to the crowd and stuff like that. And meanwhile, my brother was trying to start a band, the Heads to Tails Experience. And he did it with like his classmate and one other friend and they were trying to put stuff together. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to you know, get involved in all that. And then they're like, well, we need a drummer. And I was like, well, I can drum a little bit. You know, I was a concert band and I can drum, had a drum set. So I started drumming and then, you know, it's like, Hey, maybe I should sing. Like I've, I've been practicing front manning, so I might as well do that. Mm-hmm. And now here we are. But and so what is exactly the Heads or Tails experience? How did that name come about? I'm curious about that. You know, honestly, I think my brother came up with the name, but we were thinking like uh, Heads or Tails, like a coin toss or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, maybe like our logo could be like a coin or something like that. And uh, it sort of evolved now to where like, I say sometimes like when we improv and stuff, well, that's how like we make new music. Sometimes it's really good or it's like, heads and sometimes it's tails but they don't like me saying that but it's true you know not everything is going to be a golden egg you know every time you improvise sometimes it just doesn't work yeah sometimes sometimes it's tails so it's heads or tails experience and it's, it's an experience because it's like a it's a journey mm. that we as musicians and the audience are going on so tell me what what is it like to uh transition from a more of a drummer role to a frontman role uh what is that experience like for you um as a drummer, it's like you're sort of in the back. 
Right. You're like, you know, you just like, you let the guys in the front do all the smiling and stuff. The you're drummer, just, you're just, you're moving. just a metronome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just the guy in the back keeping the beat. But as the front man, it's like, there's more, more like attention on the front man because he's like singing you can't and hide you can't front. hide. It's like you're in front of everyone and you got to talk to people, but it's fun. So you had no, no issues transitioning or? No, because I had, um, I'd been front manning for my other band. Mm. And um, sort of, sort of a seamless transition, and then we got we're like, hey, we're looking for drummers, and we got a drummer, and now, now here we are. And how long ago was that? How long did we get a drummer? How long? How ago? long ago did you guys first start the band, or did you join the band rather? Um, maybe like three years ago, and then we were just like, you started right before the big thing happened, or right during uh, the pandemic. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, we didn't really play out before the pandemic. And a lot of that time was like downtime where we're just like, oh, we can't get together. So a lot of it's like just me and Diego working. On, Diego's my brother, yeah, guitar player. Um, but it was a lot of like just us working on stuff. And, you know, and then eventually everything started lifting up. And then we're like, hey, let's, let's go play some shows. Let's go do some open mics. And uh, was this the attire of always or? No, I didn't used to always wear a suit or some of my crazy. Out well, my other outfit is like uh, what I wear when I do landscaping work. So it's mm. like a, it's like a green shirt. It's like a fisherman shirt, but I wear all that stuff to keep me really cool. Right, of I, yeah, uh, but I wear this stuff as sort of like I don't know. It's like uh, you know, suit means business and. Well, no, it's it's great. I love the suit. It, the suit, Thanks. the handkerchief, the hand square, yeah. the, the hat, the everything. That it's it's an incredible outfit. Thank you. Yeah, it gets a lot of looks. It's a lot, a lot of. It's like uh, it's very eye catching, and that's good. And some people, some people don't like that kind of attention, but but I enjoy it because a lot of people then ask questions, and it's a good like conversation starter. Like, oh, what's up with the outfit? Well, yeah, I am curious. Where did you get like the hat and the hat accessories on? Well, the hat and the hat, some of the hat accessories, meaning like the little band and stuff. I wanted a like one of these hats, so I was telling my mom, I was like, "Hey, mom, I want to get a nice hat." And, <laughs> and she got me a hat for my this hat for my birthday. And this is just like a light. Can I turn it on? Sure. I'll just flash the camera real quick. It's just a headlamp. It's got like three different settings. And my one neighbor like would always walk around at nighttime with a headlamp on. And I was like, I can be more active at night if I get one of these things. <laughs> so I got that. And then these goggles are just, they're for like eye protection when I like cut grass. So I don't get like, I don't shoot my eye out. But it's also like steampunk. <laughs> yeah, but it's also steampunk. <laughs> I think really they're like Willy Wonka goggles. Mm. And they're kind of small. They're like made for a child. But hey, they loosen up over time. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, and for the Heads and Tails experience, you guys are like a, a variety band of like funk, jazz, fusion, stuff like yeah, that, right? Right, right. So what's the process of writing music? Uh, the, the process for a lot of our songs, a lot of like our first songs, um, Diego wrote a lot of the original songs because I wasn't in it at first. So right. he wrote like One Day, Don't Want It to End, stuff like that. But as far as like our process now, um, it's like, hey, let's let's see what idea exists let's like play something and see where it goes and then we record the whole session 
And then it's like, okay, now let's go back and analyze and say, hey, this was good. I like this line. I like this melody mm-hmm. and sort of like rebuild it from there. Interesting. Um, I'm not very good at sitting down and writing. I'm not very good at that. And Blake, our drummer, is like, you got to get better. You just got to you just got to do it, man. He really sits me down and makes me do it. But I, I don't know. I'm not, the, I'm not the best at doing that. I like but I feel like it's something I you get better it's a, at. Yeah, it's just like every skill. You mm. get better the more you do it. I'm going to take my jacket off real sure, quick. Sure, go for it. It is hot in here. A little, a little warm in here. A little, little warm in here. I'm trying to break a sweat. Talking too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So I, I want to get to a little bit of, of your band experience before before I had to tales experience. What, what was that like for you joining other cover bands as you were – slowly transitioning to a frontman in those bands too yeah i mean um at first i was like very quiet i was not very loud and i was like i always wanted to be a singer so like i had a little bit of experience like being in the back like my parents had a store and we'd be in the back of the store like singing and playing mm-hmm. and my dad's a dj so we have like mm. equipment um so i was like sort of used to a microphone but at first i was not very good i was not very good at all and it's like it was a red hot chili peppers band so it's like i know like californication and like under the bridge it's like okay and then it's like okay well now i gotta learn more songs and practice it and get good and stand in a mirror and record myself and listen back and uh sucks at first it's like oh really bad at this thing you just gotta get better at it and uh same thing with like talking to the crowd that's something you got to work on too it's like you need to know how to keep an audience engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important because like crowd engagement's like very important because if your crowd's not engaged, they're like doing other things or talking or just or leaving. Yeah, or leaving, yeah, <laughs> leaving, you know. So so that part's really important. So what do you do to engage the crowd? You just talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh I think there's like things like in the set list that also engage the crowd, like, hey, everybody clap. And then everybody's like clapping or like, mm-hmm. get those flashlights out or, you know, we do get up, jump, everybody jump. And if you, I noticed with performance, a lot of it is based around a feeling. So, like, whatever the performer is feeling, the audience tends to feel too. Maybe not to the same extent, but. It's contagious. Yeah, it's contagious. So, like, if someone gets up there and they're, like, nervous and they have a lot of, like, nervous energy about them, like, there's, like, a, like a nervous body language. Mm-hmm. And if the audience picks up on that, then, and I've experienced it, like, you almost feel nervous for that person. You're like, oh. And then, and now you're a little on edge. So, like you said, it's contagious. Um, and if you're up there and, like, you're having fun and enjoying yourself, the audience usually does too. So is that something you had to like flip a switch in your brain just to be like, okay, I have to be positive, get get to go. Yeah, it was a switch. I mean, I don't know when it switched, but I realized that like it's it's a lot like I realized like that's the thing about feelings is a lot of times like the other person feels what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. It's like um like if you ever like sometimes if you get into like an argument with somebody the environment gets like very tense. It's like there's maybe like a tightness in the chest. And like when I got into an argument with a friend of mine and like it felt very tense and I felt like tightness in my chest. And like I was just like, hey, do you feel like a 
like a tenseness too do you feel he's like yeah i was like that was weird how we're both feeling the same thing um so when i really realized like that feelings are something that a lot of times people share i guess because people are empathetic i guess well, we're humans we're very social creatures right and it's like uh the body language the facial expression and uh sort of like a shared thing and when i realized that it's like hey same thing with the audience you know it's like they're watching you it's incredible the way you can uh change an audience just based on you know the famous example is is bill burr at the philadelphia just roasting the crap out of mm -hmm. philadelphia mm -hmm. and then getting them on on this i don't know if you've ever seen that performance seen of that it. oh it's incredible uh philadelphia it's just like the maxed out uh uh at this festival complete they're just they're not having any of it they're just mad crowd the worst crowd you could ever expect bill burr you know who bill burr is right right yeah the comedian he comes out there starts blasting them and they start mm. you know giggling and you know because he's bill burr yeah and he just flips them oh, oh within like a 10 minute set right you know uh a friend of mine he does some stand-up comedy and to build off of that he was saying like when you do stand-up the audience is almost your enemy like, is, yeah. yeah, like they don't want to laugh at you, but you have to make them laugh. That's right. And with music, it's it's a different approach because it's like with music, people are a little more laid back. They're willing to listen, and they're not always your enemy, but they're almost like along for the ride. Yeah, it's it's been said to me in theater, and this I think mm -hmm. uh, this I just made this connection now that it probably connects to to musicians too. But in theater, it's often said that the audience is the last member of the ensemble. Mm right because mm -hmm. they because you know when a joke lands they had you know they had to laugh when right. when something is incredible they clap it, it makes the performance that much better yeah and it's the same thing i'm now realizing for musicians they're uh -huh. they're the last member of the band right when, that's when, a good way of putting it when they when the music cuts they clap that's you that's know their turn. <laughs> that's their, it's their turn it's it's my turn it's your turn yeah and, and that's true too like that's the one of the things about live performances when there's an audience sometimes it's like another level of energy yeah like in practice you know we practice like we perform but when there's an audience there and they're rowdy and they're having a lot of fun that's contagious adds, too yeah. yeah it adds so much more so for you i'm sure there's been the moment where you're like i don't want to do this mm -hmm. but i got it yeah what what peps you up what what pep talk do you need or what 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 is your all right i'm gonna do it anyway um okay uh what I'm trying to think i usually don't get like that for like a, a live performance mm. like normally i'm like all right like my friends are here like you know his family's here i'm excited i finally get to be with my band we've been practicing like we've been waiting for this moment so i'm usually excited for that it's never like oh i gotta do this show i, don't, I can't <laughs> say i've ever felt like that that's good that's the good. time that i have sort of felt like oh like, i don't want to do this is like during like a rehearsal like mm. of a show and they're like all right guys Let's run the set. Let's play the songs we've played like a million times. It's like, oh, we we got it down. Let's let's make something up. And it's not so much that I it, it's not that I don't like playing my own songs. I should say our own songs. There's a band song, but it's that I really want to be making something new mm. in live time because I just feel so good. Like, like. Sometimes it's hard to get into that flow state space. Sometimes you really have to like force your way through. But once you're in there, it's like, 
It's perfect. Oh, it's perfect. We're here. Everything I'm feeling is like coming out. Like I, you know, I I'm singing the right notes. I'm saying good lines. Like everyone's on the same page. It's like, oh, we're here. And like, we don't know where the song is going to go, but it goes somewhere. And it's like, we're on this like journey. And that's, that's what makes me really excited to do music, mm. being in that creative space. You know, it's so funny that you say that because I know a lot of musicians that there's, oh, I hate practicing. But without practice, you don't get those moments right. in the live. It's always been told to me, especially with improvising, uh -huh. it's um, preparedness meets opportunity. Right. That's like right? they say, like, luck doesn't exist. It's just being prepared and meeting the opportunity. Right. Exactly. Right. And uh, that, um, that philosophy has kept me going as as a as a pianist. I'm a pianist. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you if you knew that. Mm -hmm. Um, because I just didn't I didn't like practicing. I was like every musician. Don't teach me how to play Hot Cross Bruns. I want to play. <laughs> yeah. I want to play Viva La Vida or something like right, that. Right, right, right. I mean, you know, it's important to practice and to like understand your instrument and your craft because it's like if you understand like music you're like okay this is in the key of c like mm -hmm. okay i know what that means versus like if you don't know anything it's like well i don't know what to play but if you have an idea of like how to use your thing it opens the doors it know? opens the doors so many times you wouldn't believe when i first i only started gigging about well it's about two years ago now mm -hmm. and whenever someone would look at me and say go and i was and the feeling you get when you can't go oh yeah you know when you when you when you don't have like i i don't know scales well uh -huh. i i know scales in my head right i don't know the fingerings right 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 right, right. um and so it's always it's always that moment of like uh, i oh, can't do yes, anything i don't know what to do i can't yeah. well i can i can do octaves i can right. do that i can i can i'm a you know i can be louis armstrong and play like one note <laughs> different ways right <laughs> right and just get away with, with like a funky uh, something like that but right. if someone wants me to rip on a piano good luck yeah it's like yeah i don't know i'm not there yet you know <laughs> yeah and, and that has encouraged me to just dive deeper into the instrument and it, it just goes to show that the more you practice the more you're going to be able to just rip and not yeah. even think about it right it's like like effortless almost even though you have to put in a lot of effort you gotta put in there. a lot of effort yeah right. it's an investment of time right and as long as you know the chords and the shapes that your hands have to make, and this goes for guitar too. A lot of people don't know what they're playing on guitar. They're just doing the shapes they've memorized. Right. And it sounds good. Like muscle memory. It's muscle stuff. memory. Yeah. It's it's learning the spots on the neck. And then uh, they don't they don't think about, oh, I'm gonna hit this pentatonic scale and then bend it here. No, that's just what they've been doing all over the guitar and applying it to that key. Mm -hmm. And so you gotta you gotta learn your basic chords and shapes, please. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, everyone want to grow. Start start with uh, your chords and shapes and scales and yeah. and for drummers that that's even you know just learning your limb independence too. Yeah, it's a that's a lot of like muscle memory. Like once you get it, it just it clicks. It clicks. Yeah. But after but it takes a while. It takes some time. <laughs> it's like rubbing your head and like patting your stomach. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> I don't practice it, so I kept up too good at that, but. It's the same concept, you know. Once you once you figure it out, it's pretty easy. Yeah. So we have a few of your songs here. I would like okay. to play. Which one do you want to play first? You want to play Rosaline? Um. Yeah. Let's play Rosaline. We just uh we just made a music video, and uh, this is that song. Tell me about the writing process for this. The recording process for this. Writing, recording. Writing, recording. Well, this is a song that uh, my brother and I originally wrote. Um, it was just the two of us when we got it. 
Remember they had the he had that and I was on the drums at the time and it was just me and him and I was like just playing drums playing along to it mm-hmm. and then like I was trying to sing too and it's like another thing on top of like trying to play and sing and do the and I got the, the part that came out like what want to change you well no if you don't want to. and I was like oh that's pretty good let's stick with it. I mean it sounded better than that what I did right, of course, <laughs> course, course. <laughs> so so we did that and then we just wrote some wrote some more and practiced it and just kept making it better until eventually we're like hey let's film this mm. and record it in like one take and, and this I mean, is we the did product a couple takes and this is the product yeah well let's take and listen to rosaline by the heads of tales experience <laughs> Rosaline by Heads of Tales Experience. So tell me what. Oh. 
what what is your primary reason for being a musician do you think um well my reason for being a musician is because i love the craft um and my message my message coming on the show and at at this bible college it seems to be a good message was um well uh somebody asked somebody somebody asked me so so you're just really passionate mm. i said yeah i'm really passionate and he goes well i wish i could be that passionate about something and have a lot of energy and i said well you can i was like would you like, i'm about to grant your wish i'm about to he's like do you really want that he's like yeah and i was like okay well we all know the creation story mm -hmm. in the beginning there was nothing then god creates the earth and the waters and the sky and everything he creates 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 creates, creates. Eventually, he creates a man, and you know, man is created to be in like that in, yeah. in his image. Not, day. You know, and you know, man and woman create more men and women. You know, and just like your parents created you in their image, so you you're like them too. And I say all that to say that we we come from a creator. We are part of creation. So we are like a creator. We have that trait in us. So we have a desire in in us to create and be creative. And not only that, but the the first thing that God <clears throat> God tells Abraham is to go, or uh, Adam is, is mm -hmm. like to go spread your seed across the right. world and make it your own. Right. Um. And you know, be a steward. Right. Right. Um. But it's in our innate. It's it's like the most if humans do anything well, it's create. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. For for better or for worse, we are really great at creating and telling stories. Right. That's exactly what we're doing here. We're creating a show. We're creating a message, and uh, we're sharing stories and and hoping to inspire other people to do the same thing. And so, what did you tell that guy to to do? I said everyone has a different way of being creative. Whether it's like making music writing songs, painting, drawing, sketching, you know, be making teaching. tables, teaching. Everyone has a, a way to be creative. And I think a lot of folks don't do that thing. And mm. they're like, they're not as happy as they could be. So I was like, well, whatever that thing is for you, however you want to create, go create because you'll feel good when you have that thing, when you have that product, when you have that finished thing like we make a, a filmmaker makes a video. Now we can watch it. Now we can put it on a DVD. Now we can hold it. You know, it's a real thing. We can share it with people. You know, absolutely. Creating is, especially if you're in a slump, just doing something, making something, writing mm -hmm. anything will, yeah. will pull you right out of it because it, it's so it's so innate to the human experience to do something. Right. And to whether that be, you know, make a game, make. Mm -hmm. Make a you know, make a paper airplane. Make something. Make something. something. You know, make make food. It's like Legos. Yeah, food. You can make food. Like it's like you build Legos. It's like people like building it and yeah. they go through the process. And and you know what's crazy about this the world that we live in is that you can probably you know, granted, I don't, I'm not saying to make all your hobbies your main source of income, right? But you can if if you want a job that's fulfilling, you can find whatever that. The thing is that you love to create mm -hmm. and turn that into a job. We live in that kind of world where you know we need carpenters, we need right. 
we need teachers we need right. we need authors we need musicians we need all of these different things and we have the infrastructure to, to support that right just create something yeah even like um even like i'm in the loan and landscaping business but even like lawn care like one of my clients says to me he's like you know i don't pay you to cut my grass i pay you to make it look good right you know? right he's like you're in the image business and we're we're taking something that might not look the best and we're making it look better and it's like the guys on my crew are like yeah i like doing it i like being able to look at what it looks like make it look better and then look back at it like i made that I and mean, we made it look good and not only that but it's also really satisfying <laughs> yeah yeah like <laughs> being able to look at your work is satisfying and uh well not only that but i don't know if you've seen like the tiktoks of, of like all like where they oh. have like the big grass and then they yeah. cut it all down and it's really satisfying to watch yeah it's like I, my friend uh he did some like power washing at my house and i like put it on my social medias and stuff and everyone's like Ah, so satisfying. It's like it's like ASMR. It's like, it's great. People like to watch things look get better, you know. Yeah, and and uh, so tell me, how did you get into the gardening and uh, landscaping business? If you don't mind. Um, in high school, I was in the marching band, and one of my friends was like a senior when I was a freshman. He was going to college, and his dad had a landscaping company, and he was like his like string trimmer. He would like mm-hmm. be his right hand, but he's going away, and now his dad needs some help. So he's like, hey, why don't you help him? And okay like on the weekends on like a saturday we go out and cut grass and then eventually he's like hey why, why don't you cut a couple of the yards yourself you know we borrow my mower borrow a trimmer you got a truck all right so like i went out like did like two yards and made like 40 dollars a week and then uh and then one of the neighbors comes over it's like hey hey can you cut my grass i see you here every week it's like uh sure i guess and she's like well, well how much would you charge me to cut to cut this grass i was like I don't know. Like I just, <laughs> I just do this for my friend, and he's like, and she's like, um, well, I asked, well, how much, how much do you normally pay for something? She's like, oh, I don't know, like forty dollars. I was like, and I'll do it for thirty five. Right, right, right. And right. then I started doing hers, and then the neighbor's a landlord. He's there working on the house. Hey, hey, I got a couple properties. Can you cut these ones? And I have some in, in over here and everything. All right, and before you know it, everyone starts to build going. a reputation and get a business. That's awesome, man. You yeah. still do that? Yeah, I still do that. Is that your main thing or? Yeah, that's my main thing. That's I tell people, I tell specifically my clients, you know, I tell them I'm in abandoned stuff. I was like, yeah, it's not easy being a rock star. I got to own a lawn and landscaping company. You know, I got to run a company. <laughs> um, but yeah, I say that to say like uh, that that's like my main source of income. Mm-hmm. How have you seen um, the things you have had to learn from your business bleed into your music or from your music bleed into your business? That's a really good question. That's a, how how does my business, what I learned in business, affect the music? Well, the lawn care business is a service-based business, meaning like you have to go there and do the work to and get do paid. Do it well. Yeah, and do it and do well to get paid. It's similarly, a band, when you get a gig, you have to go and play the gig to get paid. Like you have do to it well. have, yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and do it well. True, true. Um so there's like two types of businesses. There's product-based businesses and service-based businesses. So I've been in the service business. Um, but the product-based business is a business that is typically you can make more money faster, easier with less people. Like if you sell, like that's basically all Amazon does. Right, they, right, just, right. they sell products, products, products. And you can send them and sell, move a lot of them faster than having to show up and push mow a whole yard. Um, so as far as how does that relate to music? In music, 
the performance is the service. Mm-hmm. And the product is like having CDs, having T-shirts, all that stuff. Because you don't have to be going out gigging to make money if you make online T-shirt sales or you sell CDs. And that seems to be a way to um, make more money than going out and playing shows. Because it's like even if you make so much money an hour, you still have to put in the hours. Mm-hmm. Versus like with a product, you don't have to work the hours. You just have to sell the products. Yeah, and it's 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 always been told to me that if you want to make money as a musician, you got to make merchandise. It's true. And are you? Do you guys feel that you're at that level as Heads and Tails experience to make merchandise? Yeah, I think so. I mean, at at any level of music, you're gonna have some fans, whether it's like mm-hmm. your mom and dad, your friends, people coming out to support you, and you know your friends and family do want to support you because you're doing something you love. You know, you're good at it, you like it, so they'll support you. So like. If you're just a, a small band and, or one guy playing guitar and you have like 10 of your friends showing up, if you have some T-shirts, you know, people will get to wear it. it. And, yeah. and the nice thing about T-shirts is a lot of times people, oh, what's a T-shirt? Oh, my friend's in a band. And, you know, oh, yeah, we're actually playing this Friday. Uh, come on. And, you know, it's, it's a good way to start a conversation. Right. So tell me a little bit about. Um, oh, I just lost a question in my head. And what's okay. Good too. Well, you are. uh being a heads and tails experience, what are some things are you looking forward to in the, the next coming months or year that uh, you would love to share? Um, so we have a lot of shows. I have a show later today. Really? So, yeah, I have a show later today. So I didn't, I didn't cut grass today. I was like, no work, no work on Friday. You know, we did it all earlier. Um, I was like, I'm going to come here. Afterwards, I'm going to go do the show. Where's Check it at? out. That's in uh, Littlestown. We're playing at Sweet Treats and Cafe. And it's a, it's a small place. So... It's probably going to be very full, but I like those kind of environments. Yeah. Um, so as far as like upcoming stuff, we're working on our studio album. Um, we have our own studio, so we're putting all the songs together, tracking it out, doing all that stuff. So we like to release that um, before the end of the summer. And, you know, a lot of gigs coming up, a lot of shows. Check check it out at www.headsortailsexperience.com, you know, slash shows Absolutely, or whatever, you yeah. know. Um, but really what I want to do is I want to get like um, like an RV or a van or like an old school bus and put like bunk beds in them, like mm-hmm. like a three, three high and just like take the show on the road and go from like like Maine to Florida and like busk, play, get gigs, do open mics, see how much money we can raise. And then however much we make, come back around, go like Louisiana, New yeah, Orleans, yeah, yeah. come back, hit Nashville, maybe record something there, and then come back. And and after we do that, we'll do it again, except we won't come back. We'll just go Keep to going. Yeah, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go all the way to L.A. and like go there. And that that brings me to this question I had for you. So you've interviewed a lot of people on this show. And in one of the bios I was like, hey, could you send me an example of a bio? One of the ones you sent was like, this person went to L.A. and then they came back and all this stuff. A lot of my friends, when I tell people, hey, I'm thinking about moving to pursue music or whatever, they say, oh, you don't have to move. The Internet changed things and yada, yada. Oh, maybe that's not the scene anymore. And some people are like, yeah, just do it. Go for it. You know, people say, just do it. And some Mm -hmm. people are like, nah, don't do it. In your experience, does your location really matter? In my opinion. Like, Like what you've heard from people, you know, and everything. Well, 
so it, 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 it obviously it differs on based on talent mm-hmm. on work work ethic right uh opportunity who you know etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. but in my opinion uh especially here in lancaster where we have such a love for the arts right and harrisburg's 40 minutes york 40 minutes hershey 40 minutes well in new york if you want to go that far yeah three hours easily easily drivable dc baltimore area two hours pittsburgh if you want to drive a little bit further four hours yeah it's it's a really great central spot right that's um, what i heard too for all the music you I know people that are lifetime musicians that have just lived here and made it big. Uh-huh. And then, I mean, obviously we have our, our, our big shots from around here. You know, you've right. got your Taylor Swift, your, right. your, uh, August Burns Red, mm-hmm. Badley's, uh, Hailstorm even. Right. Right. Um, so it, it's, it can be possible. What I would warn about though, is that if you're a big fish here and you're going to move to New York, LA, Nashville, you're, the pond you're jumping into is full is a lot of bigger yeah. bigger fish than you yeah right that's true it's a big fish in a small pond but then a big fish in the whole ocean in a yeah. whole ocean they got exactly sharks right yeah yeah and so and and you gotta think about this these are cultural hotspots for for over centuries yeah and these are music hotspots for for more than you know decades it, some of them centuries too uh-huh so it is gonna be hard it they are cutthroat they right. they are they're no bs you gotta you gotta be good and you have to have a reason to be good and you have to know why you're good uh-huh. and you have to push for yourself more than you would ever would have to in such and like small town usa right so in my opinion if you're gonna go to one of these bigger cities know you have a good product first yeah, get the product ready first yeah, get get your music in straight in line first get all of the stuff you would need don't just move out there on a, on a whim yeah yeah get set uh settle down in one area first establish yourself in, in an area first you know here we had the luxury of having the cpmas right and which, that is which, cool that is pretty cool that's how we met that's how, exactly <laughs> how we met and here you can like you can build something get accolades from the cpmas right. and then you have a reason to go to nashville and say hey i am the best country singer according to the central pennsylvania music hall of fame yeah and or, or i've won this award for two years now this is what i have to offer because bars down there they will shake you for 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 cash they won't pay you as much right and sometimes gonna have a, it's like there's a lot of a lot of people there doing it a lot of, a lot of people there doing it a lot of tip buckets running around and right. and uh, not so great in the economy <laughs> so make sure you have your 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 great product to take elsewhere and like i said if you are going to go elsewhere bring merchandise that's right. where you're going to make most of your money right that makes sense so you're saying stay in this area it's a good area because it's a central area you got pittsburgh you got new york baltimore everything's really close and I even mean, boston six hours away it's not, yeah it's not, not that possible. far you know it's not, not that crazy far. not crazy far away so you're saying the central location is good Use this place as like a testing grounds, like a proving grounds. Get mm-hmm. your product ready, solidify that, get your audience established, establish a level of credibility where you can be seen as an expert, like winning an award. Totally forgot about Philly too. It's literally yeah, an hour away. Yeah. And 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 build up that. And then once you have that, maybe take it to a, a Nashville where there's a bunch of people doing it. Mm-hmm. And then if you stand out there, then you then really know that and then you're like we got something and then maybe try there. Well, not only that, but you got to know your music scene, your, your funk, your jazz, right. where you're going to go. 
obviously you gotta go to new orleans right oh, right man, i would love to do that that that's where that's where that scene thrives if yeah. you're a rap hip-hop artist the scene right now is in atlanta georgia mm-hmm. believe it or not right <laughs> i believe it <laughs> if you're a country star obviously it's going to be like nashville, like nashville or, right. or dallas houston area right, even they right. have hip-hop scene down there too uh so know your music and know where you're going to be mostly accepted if you're if you're a synth wave pop kind of guy go to la go to california right because that's that's the that's the western coast kind of music if right. you're if you're more of an ed sheeran kind of guy or or like something kind of like that pop wise go to uh-huh. new york city they're going to dig that way more right and and you know they have their jazz and hot spots there too right, but right, right. go to where the that music is well known and then if you can prove yourself there, you can probably prove yourself anywhere. So you're saying understand who you are, understand your genre, and understand where those genres thrive. Understand your audience, yeah, where the audience, the audience is. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Some solid advice. Well, yeah, and it's because well, if you're gonna go to if if you're a country star and and granted there are scenes in LA and and, and New York for country, but it ain't the scene, mm-hmm. right? You're, right. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? Like not the not you know it's like not people are really looking for it you'd be hard pressed to find a a country star that's not like jason aldean or somebody within you know like madison square garden yeah maybe the naked cowboy (laughs) (laughs) like they place in his underwear with a guitar and cowboy hat you know you can find a lot of those people (laughs) (laughs) now folks now to the people listening this is some tremendous game here this is advice you're not going to find anywhere else so let's get those likes up, you know? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, well, we have another song from you guys, and a, a great song to be tested out on, on a lot of audiences mm-hmm. and a lot of crowd work. It's the Woe song. Tell me about this one. The Woe song. Well, it's a song we go, Whoa song. It uh, sort of like a, started out as like an improv song. We're like, what's this song about? We're like, it's just the Woe song. And then this specific recording, was a live recording we did while we were in Ocean City. So we were busking. Maryland. Yeah, Ocean City, Maryland. And uh, we were busking on the boardwalk and we played this song and and this lady came out and she was just having a lot of fun with the band. And then the King's French Fries, the King's French Fries guy, Horsey, he comes out in a King costume and it just became a big old party on the boardwalk. And we went like almost seamlessly from Woe Song to Get Up Jump and you can just... You can feel it's a party, especially in between these two songs. And that's what I like the most. Well, let's take a listen to Wosong. We're here tonight. Today is your last day to see us here. Tomorrow we're packing it up and going back home. But while we're here, we're going to have a good old time. We'll play some original music.
sweaty. Where can people find you at? You, get, you mentioned your website a little bit earlier. Yeah, that's right. You can find us on all of the major social media platforms, except for Twitter. We're not on Twitter. Um, but you can find Twitter, us. Twitter isn't a great spot yeah. for bands anyway. <laughs> you can find most of our stuff at headsortailsexperience.com. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram. Check out our website first. Yeah, right. a good spot. All those links will be on your website. Yeah, they'll all, they'll all be on the website. So a few questions that I got for you that I like to ask all my guests. First off, as a, as a brother uh, in faith, what is worship to you? Where do you find yourself most in tune with God? Um, That's a good question. You know, there's a, I feel like there's a bunch of different ways to pray. Um, sometimes it's like in the morning, you just wake up. God, thank you for this day. Give him, you know, it's a blessing to wake up and mm -hmm. another opportunity today. Sometimes it's like when I step outside for the first time, it's just like, look out. It's like nice. It's cool. And it's like no clouds. It's just like, ah, oh, it's going to be a good day. Thank you, God. Thank you just for giving me this beautiful day, this beautiful life. And, um, I feel like a lot of prayer comes from like, like a lot of times when I experience like feeling grateful, a lot of times it's like, thanks. Um, a lot of times, I mean, I usually pray before I eat, you know, God, mm -hmm. thank you for this food, you know, giving us this time together and, you know, anything I'm just thinking about at the time. And I usually do that even if I'm eating with friends. I know sometimes like it might make my friends a little uncomfortable, like, and I used to praying. I was like, hey, let's say prayer real quick. They're like eating a fry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you know. Um, so I do that. Um, and like uh, in church, sometimes I pray. Um, well, I mean, in church, we do pray. It's like, uh, and Easter just happened. And in the thing was like, uh, I feel like uh, another big part of prayer is asking for forgiveness and accepting that. Like I got into a fight with some of my friends. I got into a fight with my girlfriend and, and I, it was bothering me very, very deeply. And I just wanted to say like, and I told my friends, Hey, I'm sorry, we got in a fight. You know, I didn't, didn't mean to do that. Like, you know, let's, let's try to do better next time. Cause that's what we can do. You know, mm -hmm. try trial, error, adjustment, try again. Right. And, Specifically with my old lady, we got into it pretty big, and and she's like, "Oh, I'm done. I can't. I'm not. I can't move on." And I was like, "Oh, it was bothering me." And you're still working, process. Mm -hmm. but it was bothering me, and I just like, I just wanted to have felt forgiven. I wanted to be like, "Hey, it's okay. Like, whatever. Like, I forgive you." And I wasn't having that. And in church, you know, it's Easter. We do the whole thing on Thursday and all this stuff. And the pastor's like, "Okay, come up now, and we'll for we'll give you forgiveness." It's like, all right. And like I'm sitting in the front, and like I like no one's going up. And I was like, I turn back, look around, look at some of my friends, and like, go ahead, go up there. I was like, all right, fine. And it's, the, it's always like the most nerve wracking yeah. thing when you're in church when you know you have to, but it's like one. you're the first one. Yes, yeah, so I go up there and and I kneel, and I'm like, Pastor, I'm wearing my knee. I wore my knee pads, you know. I was ready for this. And, you know, he he's like puts the oil on my forehead and, and he's like, I, you know, Jesus died for you, forgiven. And then I go back to my seat and I was just like thinking about what that meant. And and it took me a second to like accept it. And I saw all these old folks coming up and, you know, one by one, they're kneeling and pastors say, oh, you're forgiven. You're, you're forgiven. And I was like, man, what do these old people do? Like, they, yeah, <laughs> like, what are they, what are they doing wrong? And and I just 
at that moment I felt like I felt forgiven. And it's like that was the the feeling that I was seeking. And I just sat there and I just started crying. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I hope people are looking at me. Um, so and that's one thing I started doing more is just like not only thank you, God, for giving me this this life for these opportunities for give in the studio. Like so many times I hear people say, yo, we got everything we need, man. Like from, from other people, I'm not even like inspiring these thoughts. People are saying like, yeah, we got everything we need. And it's just like being thankful for that. And, you know, in my prayers now, it's like, you know, God, forgive me my sins, forgive me these things I'm doing wrong. And to ask for that. And sometimes you have to, like accept it like like when when you get in a fight with someone and you say i'm sorry like you have to mean it like hey i'm sorry i didn't mean to do this thing and they're like hey you know it's not okay but i forget it's like, i forgive you it's good let's move yeah. on and that weight being lifted off your chest is a big part of prayer and and connecting with god and that's when you feel most in tune i guess i mean you know sometimes Sometimes singing, it feels like the flow state, but I don't know if I would call that like prayer. And then sometimes like worship. I don't know if I call it worship because I'm not, it's not like I'm singing. Right. Like, right, you know, right. Like, a, right, right. I'm like maybe technically we're like a Christian band or something, but it's not like that's what our, it's not your ML. It's not. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're just mostly about like being funky and having a good old time. But I guess during prayer, during prayers, when I feel most, connected to god so on a on a sillier note uh the next question <laughs> that i have uh is one of what is one of the worst or funniest things that's ever happened to you guys like on stage um okay worst or funniest um here's one that's a little bit of both one time we were busking on the ocean city boardwalk and this like older drunk lady any older I mean, she wasn't that maybe like middle ages and she was she's been drinking she was just a little drunk she's like walking up she was dancing with us which is fine mm-hmm. then she like started touching us it's like uh second like word middle of a song like uh, what are we what are we supposed to, like uh it's like all right hey or something like uh, in the middle of a performance so it makes everyone a little uncomfortable so that kind of sucked and then like probably the it was like funny it was kind of funny kind of uncomfortable but the worst thing, in my opinion, that's ever happened on stage. You could, we mess up a song here. Right, yeah, that's, that's no big deal. That's, that's normal. Big deal. That's normal. Um, and I like one thing we established to the band after this is like, hey, when we're on stage, even if we're not playing, we're still performing. Like when we're like from a job point of view, it's like when we're on the job site, we're performing. You know, when we're mm-hmm. at the place, we're performing. When we walk in, it's part of the performance. Um, and we did this one gig. It was a grand opening. And this one lady, I knew she worked there, but I didn't know. The other band, might not, the guys might not have known. But she comes up. She's like, can I say something? Can I say something? Sure. You know, I know she works there. But the other band guys are like, yo, what are you doing? Like, you're giving up stage control. And she's like, it's, like, it's fine. Just let her say a couple of things. She's like, I just want to thank you guys for coming out here and having fun. I was like, woo, yeah. And when you get the crowd applause, it's like, oh, man, I and, and, and then she said something else. And then it's like, okay. And then she said something else. And it's just like, go down. I was like, all right, all right. So eventually, I'm like, guys, play some music. Can we, 
get something going. I get something. I get them like, oh yeah, thank you. Shout out to her for something. Yeah, okay. Anyway, next song. And we get done. We play our show. We get done, and we're still standing up there, getting ready to pack up. And uh, and and like uh, one of the band members comes up. He's like, I just want to say, but like this is like still like there's still a kind of crowd. He's like, when you like gave that lady the mic, that was like idiotic. And like he's like starts like going into me a little. And I was like, oh, like dude, like we're like in front of people. And like, and then he's like, you like want to get like these security guys to keep people off stage, but what's the point if they're you're just gonna give mm-hmm. people the mic and. And like he's like, you know, like what are they gonna? He started like pushing me a little bit, like like touching yeah. my chest, and I was like, oh, like in a confrontation mixed with a physical thing, I was like, like in front of people, I was like, oh, like I feel like my, like I said, like it's looking bad. I'm being like right, disrespected right, right. in front of people, and and I like I just went like stone face. I was like, I'm not letting him, I'm not letting him move me. I'm just gonna stay right here and hold it. And then and and it just started escalating a little bit. Like you can't be doing this. And then my brother's like. He steps in and my brother's my brother's really good at like taking control of a situation you know and, and i really like he's like yo guys that lady was the owner of this place so if she came up on stage and said shut it down we would have shut it down he's like well right now we got to pack up so let's get this stuff packed up and that was probably the worst thing that's ever happened on stage am i like so far because it was like it was so tense it was very tense in front of people like and 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 in in a in a place like afterwards i felt a little off with that person it was like something was like things weren't okay and and it, it's weird to be tense in a place where we're supposed to be so Relaxed. loose and free and open and to express ourselves creatively and that created it was just really tough for a while and i was like i don't even know if i want to do this music thing with this guy anymore and eventually we worked it through they oh, yeah, and, about it. and it just goes to show <laughs> Make sure your bandmates know who's the owner, and you know make right, sure who's the, running the, the place. Yeah, yeah, you gotta like, and then you know we're trying to do a better job of that. Um, but I say that too to um, say that like, you know, we were talking about being tense when we had the when we had like, look, we just need to talk about this. We were right. talking to each other. The conversation was really tense, mm. and I referenced this earlier. I was like, "Do you feel like this tightness?" And he's like, "Yeah, I oh, feel the same it. guy." Yeah, the same guy, and he's like, "Yeah, I feel it." And like we just stood there and we were just talking in circles. And I'm like, so like, look, us standing here talking, like, isn't gonna fix anything. Right. It's like, so what do we gotta do? And I was like, I don't know, maybe like do some more gigs, go on some more missions. And uh, I don't know, probably cool just cool heads out. a little bit. Yeah, cool heads. And yeah. and that's exactly what happened. And our bond's stronger. And it's like like uh, I heard something the other day about like these, and this is sort of real, like these guys were growing trees indoors, but the trees wouldn't make it and they're like why do these trees suck we have everything perfect like we're we're doing we have all the right conditions but they weren't thinking about the wind and what the wind does mm, it strengthens it, the tree. it strengthens it it makes the root stronger it makes yeah. the tree stronger so same thing about like maybe like fights if you want to call it with people you, you shouldn't be picking fights but inevitably you're going to get into arguments and stuff with people so people are going to clash heads it happens but that's what's going to make your bond stronger moving on and moving past that yeah absolutely if you if your first uh thing after a fight is like run away from that person you're you're not the human experience isn't complete without conflict Mm -hmm. and resolution that's a good point it's well said you always there's always going to be conflict and it's your job to make sure that there's a resolution to that and and granted, 
the, the, this, there are cases where you should just get out of there. Right. That, that's, sometimes you just got to walk sometimes away. Sometimes you just got to walk away, and that's okay. But if it's if it's something that you're like committed to, like a band, a partner, yeah, or whatever, if you and if it's like like the, you you'll look back at it and be like, oh, that was such a stupid thing. Why did I? Right. Ever, yeah. Why did it I was just like, why did we want to make such a big deal? You yeah. Know? And the so you cannot run away from those things. Right. You got to just sit with it, deal with it, and it's okay. Things go up and down all the time. As long as as the overall, you got to look at the bigger picture. You can't right. look at you can't look at the moments. Yes. That's true, you know. We're right. You asked me what's something I'm looking forward to in the upcoming months. We're working on this song called Martian Man, 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 Planet. And it's about <laughs> it's about the idea of like, hey, Earth is like really bad. Let's mm. just go to Mars and make a new planet and start a new civilization rather than trying to just fix Earth's problems. Like it's the runaway Martian yep. Man mentality. And that's you're a Martian man if you think you can run away. Like you said, part of the human experience is that conflict and resolving those conflicts. As I say, if if all we're going to do is run away from Earth's problems, we're going to create the same problems on Mars. Right. Your problems are just going to follow you. you know, yeah. You got to solve them. It's like weeds. Like, in, like you know, you got to get rid of the root. You, you got to get them from the root. You can't just cut them off because they'll come back stronger every time. So, you're Javier Sandoval of right. the Heads and Tails Experience. Be right. sure to check you out. At- right. HeadsandTailsExperience.com. My name is Corey Rosen. This is the Story Podcast. We got one more song for you, but before that, I'm going to go into a little spiel about what we got going on here because we're going to end it off after this last song. So this is the Story Podcast. Like I said, you can find out all about me and what I do at CoryRosenProductions.com. That's C-O-R-Y-R-O-S-E-N Productions.com. This week, we have a very filled week coming up. This Sunday, we have our first ever a little award show where we're giving a little accolades to the bands around here that I that i believe deserve it because that the way you establish like we said establishing yourself in an area you got to get accolades and stuff like that so that's the one way i want to help establish bands in the area that uh on a smaller scale i know the cpmas is a wonderful job but i like i like you know more awards the better mm-hmm. there's no competition there's only opportunity here and i would like to give more of that so it's going to be a four-hour thing over at switchboard studios that is in columbia pa right above the columbia Kettleworks there it's going to be running from 4 o'clock to 8 o'clock. There's going to be food. There's going to be uh, drinks. There's going to be a whole lot of fun, a, a, a lot of great musicians there. And we're going to be having a one-hour jam session afterwards. So you can get to meet up and play with some really cool people that you might not have otherwise had a chance to. This Monday, we got Joe Castro from the Mighty Joe Castro and the Graveyard Men. And he, he's an old rockabilly kind of guy bringing it into a new age. So I'm really... He's not old, but the style is old. <laughs> uh, the Rockabilly back into the 2020s. I'm really excited to talk to him about that and, you know, what is he doing to revitalize the style? And then on Thursday, we're having LBC's own Matt Wheeler. Uh, he's from the financial department, I do believe, or a, a student, a, a student, student resources department. That's what I think. And uh, he does some music around here. And I'm really excited to talk to him and get dive really deep into the music he does this Friday. We've got nothing. This, and that's about it. Yeah, that's about it for for uh, this fast. I th- I thought it was more packed. Maybe that sounded not. pretty packed. Well, well, you have <laughs> the awards and jam session sounds like a lot of fun. It is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited for that. It's my first ever event that I'm putting on, so it's a it's a lot of new learning process for me. Uh, so I'm 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 still excited. I'm really happy with the product that I'm going to be putting on. So I I would really appreciate it if you showed up. 
And it's going to be a precursor for a lot more events that we have coming up, including our singer-songwriter rounds that we're, we're starting to put up into production. The first one of those is May 1st with uh, good friends of the shows, Liam Galliano, Anthony Paracini, and Ronnie Shank, where the goal is to create a song within an hour. And if you want to be a part of that, you can go over to CoreyRoseInProductions.com uh, slash podcasts and it'll be there along with our services we also do single and album reviews just to give you a little bit more exposure and just a little bit of feedback uh, of what we think about your your new music so if you want to apply to that go through our website we have your theme song now to play right. tell me about this what, what was the, what was well this theme song i was uh i i i'd like to think i gave birth to this idea you know, we were called the Heads of Tales Experience. We established our name. And one day I was driving in my car. And I, the, like, previously I had been, like, recording just, like, funky vocals, like, by myself in the studio, which I normally don't do. But I was, like, I had this funky feeling and these funky voices. And I was driving in my car to the studio one day. I was, like, Heads of Tales Experience. My voice is a little shot right now. Mm -hmm. But I had this idea. I brought it to Ben. I said, look, I got this song. Diego goes like this. And he's like, okay, okay. So he starts to And we get the band. I'm talking to Caden. He's our bass player. I was like, yeah, we, let's play the Heads and Tails Experience. He's like, oh, I don't even know what that song is. I'm like, just, just do it. We're we'll going to play it, it out. Anyway. We're going to play it anyway. And we we would play unfinished songs out. And just those unfinished parts, like, hey, let's improv this. And I remember our first time we played it at the public house in Hanover. And I look at the the man in the front row was like, well, I want to thank you for coming out. And like, he like started smiling and I was like, you're coming into a show. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this feels good. Mm -hmm. And we, we usually close our show with this song and it's a lot of fun. And this is this recording again is from our, from our ocean city trip when we were busking. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a theme song. We usually play it at the end of every show. So kind of our encore song. In fact, I want to start encouraging the crowd to boo us right before we play this song because we're like, folks, that's it. That's the whole show. And they're like, oh, come on. Go one more song. Oh, let's do it. Okay, group huddle. And like, we'll group huddle up. And then we turn around. We're like, all right, fine. We'll play our theme song. But I want to switch it up and go like, all right, sorry, guys. We're gonna we're actually going to go home. And then it's like, oh, <laughs> boo, boo. Hey, come on, bud. We just played a whole set. We're tired. Boo, make a whole bit out of it. Yeah. I just make, get, get booed so hard. And then we'll play this song right afterwards. <laughs> well, this is the Heads of Tales Experience theme song. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, subscribe, share with all your friends, and check out the Heads of Tales Experience. We'll see you guys later. Yeah. That's right.
so much, folks, with the heads and sales experience.